I don't know what Seth's doing right now. I'm here. Oh, okay. Are we ready to start yet? Oh, yeah. We've already okay. started. You're going to have to edit that part out about Isabel. <laughs> That's supposed to be free. All right, so we'll talk a little bit about... Uh, you'll We'll argue back and forth about Superman. Um, have you seen World War Z yet? No, I haven't. It's on my list, though. Okay, so I can chastise you for that, though. We could all probably talk about this. The thing about World War Z is it's nothing like the book. I haven't read it. Yeah, I but, haven't read the book either, but it's... Uh... Well, we could just say, like, I could describe what's going on and what's unfilmable, and I'm sure you guys have examples of books you've seen or, you know, books you've seen, books you've read with movies that didn't line up or it did line up or it was done better or something like that. All right, so Seth... You saw Superman. I I have not been able to bring myself to go see it. I I mean, not that I like I don't want to see it, but you know, like for instance, when World War Z came out, I made it. Like Karen came home one day. I said, Karen, there's a three thirty showing of World War Z or three fifty. Let's go now. Like that's how excited I was to see that movie. Superman's just not high on the priority list. I've just never thought he was that exciting. I mean, he's indestructible. He's uh, he's got the very basic power set. You know, perfect guy, nothing wrong. I mean, there just doesn't seem like a whole lot of internal conflict possible. Or Jessica, I'm guessing you kind of feel the same way. Yeah, I mean, I'm not as like, into comics and stuff as you guys are. So you're cooler than us, is what you're saying. Yeah, and, but yeah, it's just like, kind of does the same thing, I feel like, in a lot of Fly. adventures. He just flies and, like, saves people. Yeah. There's no, yeah, there's nothing Why are we in the wrong for not seeing people? Well, I think a lot of what you guys are feeling and your attitudes towards it is the result of a couple different things. One is the fact that there hasn't really been a good Superman movie since Superman 2 a long time ago in a galaxy far, yeah. far away. Uh, the other the other part is the comic books and the recent success of Batman and the Batman mm-hmm. reboot. We're so obsessed with trying to make Superman Bruce Wayne and we're so obsessed with trying to uh, impose what makes Batman in- interesting onto Superman. And the idea of you know, Bruce Wayne is Batman. By the way, let me stop you. You know Bruce Wayne. Yes. Okay, I'm just making because Francesca is a part of the world completely with geeks. No, I mean, I, I, I said the Okay, go ahead. Later, she's caught up. No, Bruce Wayne is Batman. Bru- Bruce, Bruce Wayne is Batman. I'm Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Why does he talk like that? To hide his voice. Right. Or he has gold. Yeah. Well, and, and again, the the way his voice is portrayed in the recent reboot is it was a bit overdone anyways, but... It's kind of hard to understand him. It's like... You... Yeah. Swear to me. Ah! It ends here. Yeah, it's... <laughs> and then, you know, Clark Kent is Superman. And... We focus more on Superman, whereas with Batman, we focus more on Bruce Wayne. I don't. And, well, but there's this idea that we have to focus on Bruce Wayne or we have to focus on Clark Kent in order to have character development and in order to make the character believable and human. But for me, the most interesting part about Superman isn't Clark Kent necessarily. It's how this alien is supposed to be dealing with trying to be human. And that's the most compelling story behind Superman for me. I lined up at midnight and went and Whoa. saw it. And Whoa. yeah, you went, yeah. man. I had that for the Hunger Games. That was awesome. I will freely admit it's not the best movie. I, it's better than Superman Returns, I think. Oh, that's not saying a whole lot, but yeah. Well, I didn't think Superman Returns was that bad. Superman at, Returns hold, was a giant chick flick. Hold that's on, all it was. I didn't think Superman. You enjoyed them, okay? Bam. I didn't Sorry. think Superman Returns was that bad of a movie when I first saw it. And then two year, a year or two down the line, I, I started hearing all this backlash about it. It was like, why, why does anyone care that much, really? And so I think that there's some holdover for The Man of Steel, the new Superman movie, just like uh, the attitude for the, the last one. I think there's some holdover from that. But to me, Superman is... You're right, he's not only an icon, he's an, uh, an American icon, but it, it's the, the film itself had incredible action sequences. I could not really get past the actor they had playing Zod. That guy was from Boardwalk Empire, 
and all I could see was like Steve Buscemi and, and people wearing suits and everything in the twenties when I when I saw Zod. So that was a Who's little. Who's playing Superman? Uh, they got a no-name actor. I don't even I don't even remember his name. Oh, but he's handsome. Yeah, I'm that... saying I need to if it if it's like someone who's hot, then I need to see this. Yeah, and that's basically. Oh, what I'm a straight man, and I'll say I found I found Superman attractive. Wait, but it depends on the actor. I mean, oh, like in the comics, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the last one, Brandon Routh, he mm-hmm. it's he looks similar to him. He, he looks like what Superman's supposed to look like. But it is a relatively no-name actor. I think he was in the the Tudors, like one of the some TV show or something that got pretty high reviews. But the first thirty forty-five minutes kind of drag on, and kind of like our podcast, a little yeah. bit, a little bit. Yeah. But but you finally get to see a take on Superman's origin, like the planet Krypton, and. Russell Crowe being Jarrell, his father, and uh, so there, there's some exposition with that, and it feels like to me that when they do a sequel, and I guess they're already planning a sequel, that paired with the next movie, the next sequel, I think it will fare better than it does standing alone. It, yeah, it's, it's nowhere near The Dark Knight, you know, and it's nowhere near Batman Begins, but I think in the context of a whole. You know, trilogy or whatever they do with it, I think it will it will fare better than it is right now. Well, and here's the I think like my dad, you know, like I, I read Marvel comics still. My dad read DC growing up, and he said the thing that made him laugh was every time the Justice League fought somebody, like Superman had to be off world somewhere doing something else because he's just too powerful. Like there's just yeah, I, I don't know. It's just and, and I remember like Marvel, they had a guy who was a Superman, um, you know, equivalent, but he was a Sentry. And he was super powerful, and he was mentally unstable and psychotic, and had a split personality. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, like what's the, what's the point of having all these other superheroes if Superman can just do everything? Yeah, and I, Superman just feels so overpowered. And I know this; it's kind of a sliding scale sometimes. Um, and I mean, that's not—he's iconic. He's great. I just—I don't. I'll take your word for it, Seth. I trust you on geek stuff. I'll, I will see the movie eventually. Yeah, I just have. It's okay. It's it's a good. Summer. That's a ringing endorsement right there. Well, it's, it's a okay. good summer popcorn action flick. Okay, it's not high art. It's not going to be a uh, you know if you're wanting to go see you know, Christopher Nolan's Memento. That, that that's not what this movie. What now? Whoa! What? Uh, hey, come on now. Memento is awesome. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's not a high art film. That the what? Francesca hasn't seen Memento. Oh well, she's probably we failed her. See it yeah. anyways. No, she's not. Memento? Well, she what? Nine, ten years old? How old? How old? <laughs> no, Memento is also that's 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 a movie for all ages. Not really. What, what movie is it? What? That's the guy who has short-term memory loss, and the movie's told backwards in little segments. He can't remember like more than oh. three minutes behind, so the movie's told back. It's okay. it's incredible. Okay. Yeah, it's really well, good. And he was involved in Batman too. That's why I made the, the connection there. But there's a lot there's a lot of power. I understand your point with the power creep. And it's a lot like stormtrooper sy- syndrome. You know, they, these are the most elite, the most elite fighting force in all the empire, and they can't hit the broadside of a barn when it yeah. comes to hitting the main characters. And Superman's kind of the same way. He's so powerful, but when you put him on the Justice League, you know, all of a sudden, one villain in his rogues gallery that uh, he would defeat single handedly somehow manages to fight and wipe out the whole Justice League. But uh, I, I I still think that regardless of his power set, I I, I think I identify with his story uh, being the out, being the outcast and trying to be human and you know, struggling with how how to fit in. I'm still trying to be human. I'm still trying to fit it in. Oh. 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 And now we're back. See, and, we're starting to get too dry. I was like, oh, this is a funny podcast. And then Seth comes brings us I'm right trying, back. Up. Trying to fit it let in, Joe. Let me, uh, <laughs> let me, uh, let's, before we get into a too long, that's, that's one thing when we talk about stuff we have to work on. I have to not laugh at my own jokes and we have to not ramble on stuff too much. But I do want to, even those rambling beats, I do want to go, go into one thing here. Uh, World War Z. I was so angry at this movie. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever felt anger at a movie before it came out like this. Because the book, if you haven't read the book, is fantastic. I think Francesca's getting bored. She's staring at herself in a reflection. <laughs> the book is fantastic. It's this journalist that goes around and traces like all the ways society was impacted by 
a zombie apocalypse. And I mean, we're talking like government, military, economics, everything. And it's just fascinating. When I heard they're going to make a movie, I thought, well, that's great, but it's going to be really great. hard to film. Yeah, it's going to be really hard to film. Well, Brad Pitt's company gets it, and they basically turned it into an action flick. And I mean, they kept very, li- I mean, they kept, there's definite like references to stuff from the book. And there's, I mean, the book is, and the movie are so different. And people were ticked. I was ticked. And then they the, apparently the last act of the movie, the final uh, third of it, uh, was so bad at test screenings that they brought in Damon Lindoff, uh, Lindoff to to rewrite the ending. Now, if you don't know who that is, that's the guy who wrote Lost. Yeah, he also wrote Superman too. He was involved yeah. in that. Um, if any of you know how Lost ended, I'm still angry about it. It's one of the crappiest endings to a, to a television series I've ever seen in my life. And I'm like, they brought him in to write the ending. But sure enough, I saw the movie with Karen a few days ago. It was awesome. And I was really surprised. And I just said, I'm like, it's not the movie I expected. It's not a lot like the book, but it was just a really good movie. I don't think I've ever had that happen where someone like just completely decimated the source material and it was still good. Yeah. Like I've seen both. Um, I remember like, for instance, um, there was one of my favorite books was Sphere by Michael Crichton. And I saw that, and it was such a good book. And then I, whoa, my gosh, sorry, <laughs> Francesca just attacked me with all my action figures. And that was that was the book was amazing. The movie was terrible. They changed so much from it. I thought of Mice and Men with Gary Sinise. They went with the book perfectly. Uh, I thought Red Dragon, Brett Ratner directed that. It should have been terrible. And they that was the the prequel to Silence of the Lambs, and that was actually better than the book. So, you know, and they kept faithful to the book except for like a few parts they altered and made it better so i don't know have you guys seen anything like that where a, a source material has been just completely rearranged and it still worked i can't think of pretty little liars like that i mean wait what okay well we just like we were just talking about pretty little liars but i, I haven't watched it but everyone's super different from the books like it's almost nothing like it but it's so good see i, I don't know i, I haven't know. watched pretty little liars since like very beginning of the first. Says if you if you have to spend time around middle schoolers like I have to, you you hear about this show called Pretty Little Liars. Oh, did yeah. you just call them middle scholars? Middle schoolers. I did not call it, but I'm going to start calling them middle scholars. <laughs> middle scholars. Hello, That's my little middle scholars. Middle scholars of like middle Hello, school students. science and technology. Middle um, scholars, attend me. Have you I guys, have a lesson. <laughs> have you guys ever like seen material? Hold on a second. Or just got to take a phone call. Hey, mom. We're in the middle of a podcast. She used to just text. I just text. texted you, uh, Monsters, we're, Inc. It's like the Monsters, Inc. movie. We're in the middle of a podcast. Can you believe this Monsters, I can believe it. She's University. done it two podcasts in a row before. This is a track record now. No, she's you, never answered a phone call. Answered what a phone movie? Call? What? Yeah, her mom called her, and so she's answering a phone call. Oh. Well, here, no. let me uh, let me just continue on while she They're takes seeing Monsters, Inc. University. No, she's not leaving the microphone area while she talks. Yeah, either. that's great. That's that's that really awesome. Yeah. Hey, while you're gone, could you go get a sandwich or something? Oh yes. She just kicked a chair and hurt herself all the way. Wait, you're gonna go to Barn Mills So it's still here. Um, I was I was thinking about movies and source material. I was thinking about the Lord of the Rings trilogy, and then the most recent when The Hobbit came out, that there were a bit more liberties taken with the source material when when the hobbit came out like with radagast like the how, how much radagast was in the movie versus the books and he was the he was the weird dude with like the nature stuff all over him right yeah the the short weird wizard with yeah the mushroom was growing out of his head but uh i can't say that i can't say that that really bothered me that much I mean, no I, but uh, there's times like i don't know did you have to read the scarlet letter in no. school Okay, Scarlet Letters next. I, I chose to, to keep my heterosexuality. <laughs> well, I had to read it, and it was good. You shouldn't. But the Scarlet Letter, it's a good book. And then the movie with I'm Demi back. Moore, the movie with Demi Moore completely changed it. Like completely changed it. Had stuff about like Indians attacking a village, and like the whole book takes place after the affair between the woman and the and the priest, and the movie focuses on the affair because they had Demi Moore, so they wanted to show her half naked half oh, the time. Of course. There, well, yeah, but and and the end of the book is like very sad. In the end of the movie, they made them run off together and get married. Or it's getting really dull. We need to tell funny stories now. I'm just saying. <laughs> did you see? Did you see World War Z in 3D? Hell no. 
<laughs> I hate three. I actually yeah. look to make sure. I make sure, like when I when I look for movies, I look for the non three D. Me too. I, I hate three D. See, I made a business decision when I saw Superman. I saw Superman in three D because the person at the ticket counter said said he he thought that that theater, the three D one, would be much less crowded than the one just in normal two D. And I was like, well, I've only I've only seen. I saw The Hobbit in 3D. That's the only 3D movie I've seen. And I didn't mind it too much, but Superman was not meant for any kind of 3D viewing. It was Well, is it, isn't it the reason they do it is to keep from pirating mostly? Well, maybe, but it doesn't make much sense because they're they're showing it in 2D as well. Yeah. I just I I hate it. I remember I never forget. I, I forget who it was. Up. I think it was what? It makes me want to throw up. Yeah, it makes my eyes hurt. Yeah, my I, eyes are really hurting at, by the end of it. Because it, it's two two hours and 20 minutes long. Yeah. And that that's probably the last 3D movie. I, I It didn't even register in my mind, what's the reason there won't be many people in the 3D theater? Yeah. I'll never forget, by the way, this was a friend of mine, Jason. <laughs> he told me, and I kid you not, he said he lives in Chicago. And he said back when he was a student at Northwestern, there was a riot at a movie theater because people were lining up to get tickets because they were showing 3D porn. And oh. I remember he was like, oh, man, I want to go see that. They're telling and a movie theater? It, it, like, it was like, yeah, it was yeah. like an adult. And I, I said, Jason, I can think of one thing that would be 3D. I don't want it in my face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, I don't get, like, I, I, that's, that, that doesn't entice me to see a movie. You know, he's like, oh, man, it's, it's 3D pornography. And I'm like, I, I know exactly what would be 3D. <laughs> I don't yeah. want that waving yeah, right in front yeah, of my once face. You'd be in there for about five minutes, and once the novelty of it wears off, you feel like you have to duck to you know, miss this giant breast swinging at you from the screen. Oh, my God. Just, wow. <laughs> but, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, I, I didn't understand. But 3D, I mean, it can, it can be cool for some stuff, but I, I think the last 3D movie I, I was forced to watch was um, Thor. And I thought Thor was a good movie, but the 3D just made me want to vomit. Yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't handle it. I'm not gonna see any more 3D movies. Yeah. What <laughs> else? Wanna, what else do you want to see this summer? Well, Superman at some point. I really want to see Pacific Rim. Oh, I cannot wait for that. Giant sea monsters and people in giant robot suits yeah. fighting each other. That's <laughs> to, gonna be to Sounds like fan class. <laughs> what? <laughs> No, it's it's is going to be an awesome movie. Um, Set to a bunch of dubstep music. Wub 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 wub. Yeah, probably will be. I can't think what else is coming out. There's uh, World War Z. Elysium. I mean, all that. Elysium. Yeah, that with Matt Damon. That looks really good. Have you seen trailers for that? What? As Matt Damon, not wearing a shirt a lot. What movie? Elysium. I haven't seen any previews. Oh, she, are, she just bought her ticket. That's what she did. She, you said yeah, Matt Damon just, with his shirt off. She's on her off, phone going to Fandango. There's not really like, a TV in my bridge, or there wasn't a TV under my bridge. She's living on the beach right now. Yeah, now what? now I'm living on the beach, so that's good. You're the, the envy of homeless group. people everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Classic no, I'm not in Bali, so there's not yeah. homeless people everywhere. Um, <laughs> there's some other stuff coming out, though, isn't there? I Oh, Wolverine. Wolverine movies nope. coming out. I they uh as long as Fox has that franchise, I'm not even gonna No. Really? Uh, questions, I've hated questions, questions. Jessica's getting angry because she wants to answer questions. But yeah, I d I don't I haven't see seen it. any of these movies. Yeah. Do you have do any what other movies? That's about it, isn't it? Yeah, they, it seems like there's a lot more of these kind of half science fiction, half fantasy uh, movies coming out this summer. It's kind of, I mean, because there was After Earth. And, Which is terrible. Yeah, but, and then before that, there was the, what, Oblivion earlier in the year that was that Tom Cruise movie. Yeah. It seems like there's, I'm, I'm glad that there's more of that kind of material out there. I just don't know that they're necessarily going to be good movies. Last hmm. movie I saw was The Great Gatsby, and it was really weird. And it, it moved a lot faster than the book did. They have lots of dubstep. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. It did. And it was just that's what the kids that's what the kids are listening to. Yeah. Sounds like one of those '90s printers. Ew, I hate dubs. Like I, I hate dubstep. It makes me angry. All right, I, Kevin. The only way I like dubstep is when you get to watch the people who dance with it, like robots. That's so I can tolerate it. Our first question tonight was sent in by Kev. Kev used the email, so we're gonna we're gonna answer his question first. And as usual, he asks the question <laughs> and then answers and then it. Answers it. His question says, do you think LeBron should have won the NBA MVP of the year? I think Tim Duncan had less support and carved out just as good of numbers. 
I don't know. I, I felt bad for Tim Duncan after like Game Six, so out of sympathy, yeah, yeah he should have got the MVP. Well, yeah, and and a hug. I don't watch. I don't watch NBA, so you don't watch anything except cooking shows. Ow. We were talking about this before. I, I told you my analogy. This is how LeBron James plays basketball. If you you imagine, described Dwayne Wade. He didn't describe I, I, Well, Dwayne Wade, yes, but this is also LeBron James. This is not exclusive to either of them. If you imagine a bowling lane and rolling a giant bowling ball down towards the pins, the bowling ball is LeBron James. It runs through all the pins, which are the defenders, and then they call a foul on the bowling pins. That's what basketball has become. And if you watch the end of that last game, the end of game seven, the fourth quarter, all the all the Miami Heat did was dribble around outside the perimeter. It was either Dwayne Wade or LeBron James. Dribble around the outside of the perimeter until the shot clock ran down and then take a contested shot. And it either went in or went out, and most of them went in, so they won the game. That is what basketball at least professional basketball has become, and you know, I don't. Like I think that. I think this whole thing works better if you're standing on a lawn and yelling at kids to get off of it. I've got my shotgun out right now. I've got there you my. Go. Uh, well, it, it, but the reason we like Kentucky basketball so much and c- college basketball is because the beauty of the game, the beauty of basketball, is now you sound like Bob Costas. Go ahead. Oh, I. I well, thank you for the compliment. I could, uh, I need a black eye right now so I can. Uh, but the beauty of college <laughs> basketball is when you displace your the defense, the opponent by ball movement, and <laughs> ball movement, uh, <laughs> bouncing them. <laughs> but th- that's the beauty of the game when you displace the defense to a point where you you can score easily. And that's what I like seeing. The, the the fact that people are now just, you know, the equivalent of giant battering rams throwing up contested shots, just it's not very uh, appealing to watch. Okay. It's, it's that street ball thing, you know? Okay, before you get before you get more angry and old manish, let's go on to Ariana. Ariana, yeah, Ariana asked a question. Uh, if you could be an animal, what would you be? Um... My favorite animal is a fox, but I feel like it'd be more fun to be... How did you have an answer so quickly to that? Uh, but I feel like it'd be more fun to be like some kind of bird of prey, like a, like an eagle or something like that, because you could fly and also... But you wouldn't be like a wimpy little bird. I would I'd be, be an eagle. I'd be an eagle. I'd Mur- be the animal that eats eagles. <laughs> I would... Um, here's Nothing what, eats eagles. That's the here's what I would want to be. This is very specific. I, You know how, how uh, prostitution is legal in Las Vegas? In certain parts, not it Las is, Vegas. I need to get no, there. it's not in Las <laughs> Vegas. A job happened. No, um, it's in like there's parts of Nevada where it's legal. Yeah. Okay. I would want to be a parrot that lived inside one of those, so to freak people out, all the sounds and noises I hear, I could imitate them and scream them out and scare people. I think that would be like the funniest what? thing. I think that would be the funniest thing. Just all the random. Terrible no. exclamation! Ah, choke things. me harder! Choke me harder! Right? No. Just, <laughs> all the all the all the awful things that you heard, you just scream them and just terrify Take people. Take it like that, a man! Take it like a man! There you go. You see? There you go. <laughs> Seth, what would you be? Where did I take yours? Yeah, You've given that so much thought. Like, how many times has someone asked you this question? That's not what the question was, so we're not going to answer. <laughs> what would you be, Seth? Well, in some circles, I'm already known as a teddy bear. And, okay. Or I said a teddy bear, not a grizzly bear. That <laughs> has a whole different set of implications. Good implications. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. What would you be? I oh. want to be some kind of dinosaur. I want to be like. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I. You'd I'd be wanna... hunted though. Like everyone would be hunting you. Well, I guess if well if it were something like Godzilla, maybe if I were uh, a dinosaur. A Velociraptor. You know, I bet there are because there's so much of the ocean we haven't explored. There's still like there might still be some out there. I I want to be the kind of dinosaur that I could look at a great white shark and just like I'm going to eat that tonight. I'm just you could do that now. You just die. or you go somewhere where they're serving. But I want to actually get the job done. I actually want to get that great white shark. Great white's not good to eat. Mako shark is the best to eat. How do you know this? 
Have you ever eaten great white? No. Okay. Are you a my dad said. I didn't think yeah, so. are you a dinosaur? <laughs> okay. Um, Stacy asks a question here. What is the Hi, most Stacey. embarrassing slash disgusting thing that has ever happened to you while on a date? Well, doesn't apply to me. Yep. I've never been on like a formal date. Yeah, okay, but when you've like come on. You've, um, you've been around yeah. Well we'll let you think about it for a minute. Seth, do you have I'm I'm going I'm scanning through right now. Trying to think. The most embarrassing thing that's happened to me on a date? Yeah. I do remember a time when I was on a date and we were eating dinner. You know, the kind of typical dinner the date. standard. Yeah. And I said something and I started laughing and I just like drooled all over. Like <laughs> I laughed and just spit came out of my mouth and just drooled down my chin. Nice. And that, uh, that did not end well. Yeah. I remember... Um, Back at Kentucky. Now, I mean, this seems funny to me now. I was it was Jen. I was dating her. I I farted once on a date. Uh, that yeah. wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> that's like yeah, was that's a, you don't fart. But yeah, I farted once, and it was really embarrassing. I, I don't think anything dis- like I can't think of anything disgusting. I mean, just typical fart stuff. I remember one time I was on a date with a girl, and she had diarrhea, and like had oh. to keep going to the bathroom, and I had to wait for her outside the movie theater bathroom for like. An hour while she had diarrhea. That's awesome. Oh, your tough. your presence gave a woman diarrhea. I guess. Like we ate we ate at a Mex- <laughs> we actually we ate at a Mexican restaurant before the movie. So it's kind no, of my fault. It's not that. Yeah, it's yeah, just it was you. my presence. Yeah, but yeah. She, you uh, don't combine ethnicities, man. You don't combine Mexican with Greek. Yeah, you don't do that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she uh, she had massive diarrhea. Like she in the middle of the movie, she had to keep going to the bathroom. Is that what she told you? Is it? Did she just? No, no. Like I just assume I'm, that. No, because I actually had to wait outside the bathroom for her for a long time. But oh, so she thought it came just... out. She was like, no, I couldn't hear that. That would have been awesome. Hear the yeah. shotgun going off in the middle of it. Oh. Just... Oh, my God. Like, like the Miles Oslin. We had a teacher at Kentucky named Miles Oslin. He was a jazz teacher. Whenever like, you walked to the bathroom, he was pooping. You could hear him. You'd be like, Yeah. But he was like, constantly. Should I tell that story? Maybe later. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I haven't. And okay. nothing. Okay, you I, kissed Stuart once. How That's many disgusting. dates have you been on, Francesca? I've that never was, been on like a formal. Date. She's had plenty of boyfriends. She's I've not dates. had that plenty of boyfriends. I've had Where's like that place two. in Nevada again? No, I'm just joking. Yeah. Sorry. No, I mean, anytime I've like gone there with a guy I liked, I guess on a date, like nothing embarrassing has happened. Besides the fact he was on a date with you. Yeah. That's embarrassing for him. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like I mean, throw, throw up on a carnival ride kind of thing, or like a... nothing like that has happened. I've you been to, on that many dates. You need to fix that. Yeah, I, I'm working on it. Okay. No, you need to fix having something embarrassing happen. Don't you know you fix going on more dates? That's... I just farted. Okay. Uh, let's Sounded like a dog one. barking. Where are you going? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, here's the next one. This one you guys might not understand. Um, his first question was, "What is your quest?" Because uh, Brian Freeman asked, "What is Kroger Night?" Um, and he said it's and his his description of it was Nick Saban mixed with John Calipari but more fondling. Uh, what 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 was the question? He, this one he, I'm going to have to explain this one. This is directed to me specifically. He said what uh, what is Kroger night? Kroger night was my senior year in high school. I was incredibly sick one time before a game. I was a section leader and like I felt terrible. Like it was one of those things where you know when you get a fever you get kind of delirious. Yeah. Okay, well, I felt terrible. I didn't have hallucinations, but I remember we went to Walton High School, which I ended up working at later. Uh, went to Walton High School, and I'm sitting there in the stands, and I'm just feeling like crap. And over the announce, the PA, they just say, and fans, don't forget, tonight at whatever Raider Stadium is Kroger Night. And I don't know why, but I just, like, turned towards all... I snapped my head and said, do you hear that, boys and girls? It's Kroger Night. And then... You know all the terrible things we do to Joe? Yeah. I pretty much did that to my entire section for the rest of the night. Nice. And like, yeah, some booty smacking. I don't, some I don't know. Yeah. And, raising and the leg in the air. That, it was to a point that they had formed like a, a circle so they could defend themselves from me. <laughs> and I was like attacking them. Why are you like and, and they're like, them? Yeah, they're like, Nick, why are you doing this? I said, you know exactly why I'm doing this. <laughs> because it's Kroger night. And so those things, and, and so now like, Brian was like, and this was when I was 18. And Brian, I mean, we're both in our 30s. He'll still bring this up. In fact, sometimes on Twitter, if he says something to me, he'll hashtag things Kroger Night, hashtag never forget. And so it traumatized him that much as he was a high school freshman. I was like, a senior. Oh my God, why would you? I know. 
It was just, it was You're just like harassing them. I, I was, and I mean, it was to a point. I think some of them actually felt like they got beat up because I was smacking the crap out of some of them really badly. That'd be awesome so, if they kept like a legendary this is like form you're, like, on the marching like, field now for where you circle the sousaphones. Actually, of- Brian told me. Brian told me that for years after I left, Kroger Night was like still a thing they would talk about. And the night I went crazy at Kroger Night, so that's Kroger Night. All right, Reese has one of these stupid questions that only high school kids ask. No offense, Reese, but which would win in a battle, ninjas or robots? I'm obviously going to go with ninjas because uh, they could eventually figure out how to fool the robot. The robot yeah. has set parameters. Ask a better question next time, Reese. Yeah. I mean. Ninjas have been. What? Reese, needs like, to, yeah. Reese needs to vanish like a ninja. Oh, don't say that. Reese is a nice guy. I like Reese. He just asked a bad question. Ninja All right, this, this question is, uh, I have two from Kristen, because one's directed towards all of us, and one is directed towards me. The one that's towards me is, why did... Uh, oh, no, this is for all of us. I think he was saying this... She was saying this to me, but to all of us. Why do people think it's okay to make fun of people's insecurities? Because they have insecurities of their own. Because it's funny. Well, also because like if you make fun of someone else's insecurities, it makes it seem like you don't have any. Takes yeah. away the atten- takes away the attention from your own. Yeah, but, uh, that's the usual answer, though. I, but that's I, true. I am secure enough in my own insecurities to make fun of them. I make fun of myself yeah. more than I do you know, anybody else. Especially mean spirited. Okay, let's roll this back for a minute. Like Francesca, I make fun of people in band about their insecurities all the time. Yeah. Did you think that was like traumatizing to anybody? No, no. But like, I think when you put it out in the open, it helps you get over it. Yeah. You know, that was like the whole point. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'll be honest. Like, Kristen, I am mean. Like, I make fun of people. Honestly, like with with my kids, you know, I'll make fun. Like, I made fun of Francesca. Constantly, mercilessly. Yeah. No, I didn't get as bad as Emily did, though. Yeah, and Emily would get, and I, I would just pick on kids. But one thing they'll tell me is, is it, it made them feel a little bit more co- confident because the stuff that normally they wouldn't ever say anything about or talk about, it just kind of got out in the open. You know, like for instance, uh, Francesca did really bad on her county audition, which you know I told her I'm like it's okay, wow. you're still a great player. But then like later we were talking about things that people like failed on i'm like you know and i just said something like you know what else was a terrible thing in the history of this band program your county audition and i mean it was it was hurtful but it was kind of like okay we said it it's out there yeah. and she came back and had a really good audition for region so you see that was that was good yeah it just depends on the scenario i guess i mean if someone's doing it like you know trying to be mean trying to like yeah bring yeah, you down that it's the context it's not, of the situation. Yeah. If, but if it's like us making you making fun of us in band, then it's fun. Now we make fun of Joe for his insecurities. That's like pure meanness. That's not or Joe. Yeah, yeah. Because we we make fun of you know we call him Joe. Yeah, you know, that's our other nickname for him. That you know, see if anybody can get, get that one. Yeah. And Andrew would get along. Oh, they'd get along great. Andrew and Joe. Andrew and Joe. I'm sorry, I need oh. to remember. They'd get along great. Yeah, Joe. Joe's insecure. I like. I like it like when Joe says something on Facebook and then you'll respond. I forget what was the last thing you said to him. You said something just terrible to him last time. Let me see if I can find it really quick. Hold on. You said something just awful to Joe. And I'm like, the king of that. I anytime Joe posts some Facebook status, I am on top of it real quick. Yeah, and it's always cuz it's always something about some new Microsoft product that is coming out or some new Samsung Galaxy 2 phone. I just got it. And then I'll be like, "Shut up, Joe." <laughs> okay, but it's all con- it's all context. So like, if you know people and you've established a rapport with someone that you can you make fun of them, they make fun of you and it's all good, then it's something completely different than if I were to go find some fat chick on the corner and start laughing at her. Or a small area in Nevada. Yeah. So, at least you'd be legal. Ready to go. Where, where'd Seth go? I'm here. He's go. Oh. Okay, I think that just didn't... <laughs> I was like, okay, here's what you said. I'm trying to find a fat like, chick. Oh. Uh, <laughs> he, was, he said, even Dale knows... You said, even Dale knows Joe Booten's nickname. And and then <laughs> Joe responded with mine that, that Francesca calls him his lard McMuffin. And, uh, and you said, Joe's been his entire life trying to get inside that biscuit. <laughs> And then Joe tries to come back and, and talk about Kev. He says, Kev, 
I think it rolls off the tongue well. And you responded, got to get those rolls on your tongue first, Budimus. <laughs> and the poor guy, like, he, anything you say, like, he just comes back and you just, like, destroy him, which is awesome. So that's a whole different thing. We like making fun of Joe because yeah. it makes us feel better about ourselves. The, the idea of Joe cowering in his little hovel, just, uh, I can't, like, the, the fact that he can't get the best of me. Yeah. All right. Until uh, I get Abe- it to him. Adrian has, uh, oh wait, Kristen's other question. Um, if you're asked to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, and you're the main witness in a trial, and what happens if you say no? I don't know. That would be messed up. I would figure that they would throw it out. They'd say you can't testify if you don't uh, they, say. They would find you in contempt of court, because you, you, I think you have to testify. But you're being honest. Like I say, do you swear to tell the truth, whole truth, nothing but the truth, and you're like, no. <laughs> Uh, maybe it's like automatic perjury then. Sounds like a character in one of those 3D porn movies. Oh, yeah. Little there you bailiff. Go. Do you swear? Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, get these judges' rubs off. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay, before this gets anyone. <laughs> uh, Adrian, my former prom date, and Ooh. Hi, asked Adrian. a question. She said, um, which is better? being a liberal living in a red state or being a conservative living in a blue state or is there a difference i'm going to and i can say this because i used to be a like red-blooded hardcore conservative so i can say this it is better being conservative in a blue state because when you're a conservative you push out all logic so you can it's kind of like someone had a great quote they said uh they said uh, arguing with conservative is like playing chess with a pigeon They'll move the pieces around, but no matter what happens, they'll eventually kick them over, poop on the board, and strut around like they won. And it's the same thing. Like, uh, you know, when you're a conservative, you can just sit there and be like, nope, I'm right. And it doesn't matter if there's evidence. Like, I told you, I've told you about multiple arguments I've had where I said, I have evidence of this. Nope, don't want to see it. Yep. Obama. It's Obama. He's the Antichrist. Yeah. And part of the reason I became liberal is because I was running out of ways to defend my viewpoints. And I was like, oh, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. But if you're really committed to conservatism, then you can pretty much just, like, shut out. It's like, you know, when I I had a a person trying to tell me that Obama was a secret Muslim because he, uh, Allison's mom, because he he won't allow his dog to fly on the plane. Yeah. And I said, I have pictures, and I kept posting pictures of the dog flying on the plane. Yeah. And she goes, well, those can all be staged by the White House press corps, who are also in Obama's pocket. And I said, you know that the White House Press Corps has people from WorldNet Daily and Fox News, two insanely conservative news sources. I said, that means that for your thing to be right, those two organizations would have to be there. I said, can you at least admit that it's not a fact? Because she said it was a fact that Obama doesn't let his dog. She goes, no, it's a fact because it was my opinion and I've decided on it. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and this is a smart woman. This isn't an idiot. But that's what she. That's how the argument ended. We need to get them together with my grandparents who think that Obama has sold the soul and is the Antichrist. Yeah, that's because well, all they watch it every day is you know, three hours of Fox News. Well, and, did you see what happened to Donald Trump recently? No. He, you know, the writer for Modern Family uh, brought like Donald Trump was railing against how America's being owned by China and you know China's destroying us, and the writer of Modern Family said. Well, this is awkward, and post pictures of his product, and they're all made in China. Yeah. And Donald Trump just comes on and says, you're a hack writer, and you're stupid. Yeah. And he's like, okay, but you still are a hypocrite, and all he goes, I'm better. And then he comes back and says, I'm smarter than you and better looking than you. My love for America is huge. It and, is so and, much huger than yours. That's all he would like. He wouldn't argue anything. And then later he talked about how he owned him in an argument. And it's he, like, no, you really tried didn't. to fire him. Tried to fire. Yeah. Him. And Modern Family is a good show. So. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is, is, is when you're conservative, you can just sort of block out reality and just be like, nope, I'm right. Now I will say this: if you're a liberal, and I'll, I'll give this to my conservative thing, you get kind of this superiority comp, this intellectual superiority yeah, complex. I was about to say. But you also you like to be put upon. You're like, oh. The world's ending, and only my intellect can say that. And that's why I haven't gone completely to Democrat side, because sometimes it's like, oh, come on, shut up. Yeah, you I, know? Do, I do think that, that liberals tend to Some crap thing. on people, like conservative people, for being idiots and for mm-hmm. being, you know, they, these people can't even hold a you know, co- coherent argument or you know, have, you know, form a coherent sentence. 
and I think they crap on people a little bit more than conservatives do. Not that conservatives don't, but uh, yeah, one are of you, the what? are you watching three D board just now? <laughs> oh, sorry, I was sort of like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> almost oh, there, no. almost. Oh. No, right, please right. stop. No. <laughs> well, one of the one of the principles of conservatism is isolationism. You sit in your bubble and you try to keep things exactly how they are, exactly the same. Don't let anything change because. You know, Everything that you have is the best it could ever be. And that's why conservatives want to go back to the 50s. And they want to, you know, hearken back to Papa Bear Reagan all the time. They, Even though Reagan would be considered a liberal these days. But. Oh, yeah, he would. First governor to sign a abortion bill. All right, so let's uh, let's talk. Let's do some a couple of stories here. Uh, we're going to tell your your music selection. I, I got angry at Seth for the music selection last week for Michaela. He Mikayla. didn't trust me. He didn't trust and, and it was great. So yeah, exactly. I trust whatever music you're queuing up right now for Michaela. <laughs> but let's let's talk a little bit. What's what's your Michaela story this week? Okay. Well, earlier in the year, it was really late, and I think it was on like a Friday night. And my friend Isabella, uh, Isabella, if she listens. Um, she listens to this. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Isabella. Oh, hey, Isabella. And she was Isabella like, likes Justin Bieber. Oh, so does I Joe. Know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's one of my favorite things is whenever Joe leaves his Facebook open, we always go on and make something about how he's, he loves Justin Bieber. And he Bieber, gets like, he got the Bieber fever. <laughs> he gets violently angry. She doesn't understand, just encourages more. Okay, sorry, go ahead. Okay. Well, Isabella texts me and she's like, oh, do you want to FaceTime or something? I'm so bored. And it was like midnight. And I was like, no, I have a better idea. Is that what you kids are calling it now? FaceTiming. Yeah, that's what we're calling it now. So they call it Nevada, too. At least yeah. one part. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So I was like, no, I have a better idea. You should call me and then, or call Michaela and then uh, we'll prank call her. And so Michaela, I was like, Michaela, come here. Like, just come talk to me. And so I'm just trying to figure out something to talk to her about. And she's just like sitting down, waiting for Isabel to call her phone. And finally, Isabella calls Michaela, and Michaela doesn't have Isabel's number. So Michaela answered. So she like, doesn't know who this is. Yeah, she does not know who this is. Yeah. And Isabella can make a bunch of really scary voices, like not like impressions. Justin Bieber singing. No, just like really deep, like satanic sounding voices. And so Michaela answers like, "Hello," and Isabella goes, "Who is this?" Oh gosh, I'm coming to kill you. That makes, that makes me feel. <laughs> it was so scary. We put on uh, like the speaker, and I was like, "Hello," and like. I'm outside your window. Okay, now let's stop right here before we get to the next part. We've all been in that situation where you prank call someone and say, I can see you outside your window. Yeah. Okay, we've all been there. Yeah. This is the part of the story where things take a bit of a twist. Yeah. Okay. So, and then uh, Michaela hung up. She's like, that was really scary. And Michaela gets really freaked out by movies and stuff like that. She thought those uh, lost tapes, Animal Planet lost tapes were real. (laughs) She thought all of them were real. Like the one where an octopus was killing kids in Oklahoma. She thought yeah. that was real. Okay, and yeah, she she's just really gullible. And the conservative bubble, it's real. Yeah. Yep. And so Isabella's like, Isabel's like, she hung up on me. I was like, we'll call again. So after like three times of Isabella calling and like just breathing into the phone really creepily and stuff, she calls one more time. She's like, I am going to kill you. <laughs> she's like, just saying that she was like going to attack her and like possess her she's like I'm going to get inside your brain and was like saying all this really creepy stuff you know if you go to Nevada you can pay yeah. for that type of action yeah okay yeah. sorry and Michaela just hangs up and he's like Fran I've never been so scared in my life and I look and she's like shaking and just starts like crying you, you left like, out the best part of the story no I didn't yes you did where she described what she was wearing Oh yeah, yeah, that's the whole twist. I that was is talking the best about. part. That is the best yeah, part. Yeah, because she because Francesca alerted Isabel to what she was wearing. Yeah, I was like, so Mc- Michaela's wearing a blue on. shirt and like black running shorts and socks, and Isabel's like, I, I like your blue shirt. Is it from your soccer team? And I was like saying all that this- right there. If that happened to me and I was in a house and someone said that to me, I would flip. <laughs> and she was so scared. She's like, he knows what I'm wearing. Like. Was freaking like no? There, she's like, friend. There's a demon in your room. There's in your room. There's a ghost. And like, so she actually at this point is convinced that a demon exists. She's like, and Isabel kept calling. She's like, your socks are very white today. 
Like, yes, she never once suspected that you had fed this information. No, no. It was, she kind of did. She's like, Fran, are you saying this? I was like, no, I, I turned my phone off. I was like, Michaela, my phone is dead. Like, I don't know what. Just like happening. you're going to be. Yeah. And so, and then Michaela hung up, hung up and she was like, Fran, this is so scary. Like, I'm, I'm so scared. I think I'm going to die. Like, she thought, like, she really thought she was going to die. And she started crying and shaking. And, like, I did, like, give her a hug. I was like, Michaela, it's going to be okay. We're going to be safe. We're going to be safe. And Isabella called again. And she's like, no. When I was like, Isabella, it's over. And this was like, I'm sorry, Michaela. Did she beat you up when she found out? No, she was too scared. Aww. She was, like, shaking and just, like, she had to, like, sleep in my bed. She was so Wait, scared. Wait, she, she, after she found out it was fake, she Yeah, she she's like, Frank, can I bed? sleep with you? I'm so, I'm still scared. I was like, wow. Yes, can I FaceTime with you? Yeah. <laughs> can I? It's like, well, we got to go to Nevada for that. But okay. All right. Um, we're going to tell a Dale story. So, Seth, you can please cue the music. Me, 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 me. Okay. All right. One to see what you can do. You're listening. The Weekly Dale Story. One time, this is a quick hitter Dale story. Uh, Brad is the current trombone professor at the University of Kentucky. How you doing, Brad? We don't mind using Brad's real name because he totally had his wife, who had a great Dale story, back out on the podcast. So in revenge, we'd like to tell Dale stories involving Brad a lot. Um, one day, Dale was just standing outside, like basking in the sun, like a lizard on a uh, on a you know on a rock. I thought he was eating lunch. No, that's the thing. No, that's that's the whole thing. Is Brad goes out there and Dale's not doing anything. He's just standing out there. And uh, he's like, hey, man, what's going on? And, Wait, and Brad Dale's, says that? Yeah, and Dale's just like, eh, you know, I just, I don't know, man, all these girls around here. You just see all these girls. and I mean, wow, you know, you just, and you're sitting there, and, and Brad, Brad is about one of the most decent human beings in the world. And, and he is like, you know, he doesn't really know how to respond to that. I don't think I could either if Dale's like, uh, you want a piece of that? Like I don't know what I would say, you know. And so, yeah, Brad's yeah. So Brad's like, oh yeah, man. I, I guess yeah. And he goes, you know. I mean, I just yeah. I'm I'm married, you know. But I still, you know. I struggle. I don't know. And he goes, and then he turns to Brad. He just says, you know, I just got to get over this sexual stuff, man. I just got to get over it. And Brad, you know, I don't know how you. Do you, you agree? Run away. I'm yeah, do you away. agree? So Brad just says, uh, yeah. He goes, all right, well, I'll see you later. He just turns yeah. around and walks back inside. Yeah, nothing will take away your appetite for that Qdoba burrito you're about to eat quicker. Well, that's than... the, thing. the reason it's important he wasn't eating lunch is because Brad said the thing that freaked him out was, was Dale was not doing any. He had just walked outside for the express purpose of leering at girls. Yeah. Like, really that was creepy. it. He just walked out and was staring at girls. He's like, oh, these girls. That is so everywhere. creepy. Like, I never ever, I hope I never encountered Dale my entire life. I mean, I probably would never. <laughs> you, ever, you know anyone who has a lawn gnome? You've encountered Dale. Yeah. You can inhabit lawn gnomes everywhere. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. No, we always just say he was a lawn gnome because he kind of looks like oh. one. Yeah, um, the, the best Dale encounters were the ones where if you were walking towards the Fine Arts Building, during uh, sometimes he would eat lunch outside he would he would go out and he'd sit out on that little lawn you know where those two parking spots were yeah and he would sit sit out there and he'd be like chomping down on his veggie sandwich you know with italian dressing that would make his breath smell yes. like you know an, a, you know, a, fi- a 55 year old italian man for the rest of the day, and he'd just be yeah, 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 yeah. And he'd be sitting out there. You're like, oh go, we we got to go have a conversation with Dale because those were the best conversations. Because yeah. he'd always be talking about just it, it's like that. That was Dale's time to cut loose. You know, he's like, I'm gonna go outside and be hip for a while. But Dale, one thing Dale eats more disgusting than any person I've ever. I don't know if it's because because like if you had a lesson and he was eating, oh, but like God, like I already said, the Italian dressing. There was always that those yeah. nasty. Italian, the Janet would pack the lunches. The whole for- office would smell like because he would bring in those little containers, those little Tupperware containers, and yeah. so he'd pop the top off of it, 
and smother his sandwich and just leave it open. He'd leave it there open while the whole hour of your lesson. You just be like, oh. I remember that time. I don't know why, because I wasn't there, but I could see it perfectly. That time you said you were in a lesson <laughs> and he had a peach and he like bit into it and just like sprayed your glasses. <laughs> He's just like, oh. I, that I got a peach facial time. from Dale. That's what, what I got. Oh. Mark was sitting across the lunch table from me and I've These been people to don't a know who Mark is. Mark Milt. Oh, they don't know. Okay. Mark is just a person who isn't banned. Okay, there. And uh, this is going to be a good story. Compelling, yes. compelling uh, setup. He, he's sitting across the table from me, and we were just talking. I bit into a grape, and it squirted right in his eye. He's like, my eye! There's grape juice in my eye! And he's like crying and freaking out. See, that's one of the things if I was a parent in Nevada, I'd be screaming at some point. Yeah. Sorry. Stop! You killed it! <laughs> I have not killed it. It's become a running gag now. Um... But when he would eat, and also, like, you know how his hands would kind of shake? I don't know what that's called. Like, it's not it's not what Michael J. Fox has. But something like his hands would kind of shake. Yeah, it's not Parkinson's. Uh, His hands would kind of shake. And so, like, he would talk to you while he was eating. It was like he kind of struggled to get the food into his mouth. He would take the biggest bites possible. Like, he would unhinge his jaw like a snake, like trying to devour a rat. He would always have a big, red, delicious apple. And so, yeah. you know, imagine you, you open your mouth to take the biggest bite you can, and he would put the apple up, but that wasn't enough. He would, he would, uh, he would take, like, uh, 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 and then well, bite into it. Well, and he would, he would talk to you about trombone stuff. Like, he'd be like, so, uh, right in the middle that, of it. <laughs> tell me why you're sound. Uh, <laughs> is it where it's all right, yeah, we go to ETW. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, like the slurping noises and the smell of Italian dressing, and it was like the most. Yeah, when he would eat in your lessons was the most. Just yeah, because oh, he's sitting terrifying. in that. He's sitting in the chair right next to you, and he's With like his uh, black gotta, socks and jeans. Help you don't mind? I got a choked out a sandwich, and so <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I got, got no time. <laughs> so he take the he took that peach. Like all right, so. Why don't you uh, Why don't you start playing playing your, uh, your your harmonic minor scales for me? And, all right, so I'm right in the middle of playing uh, playing through my scales, and I feel right on my head, right on my face. And Dale is, I look over, and Dale is like, <laughs> just takes oh. his first bite to this peach, and just, oh, I felt that. <laughs> all right, so before we go. Anything I have to take Francesca home to a new bridge now. Oh, new bridge. We, she's put Nick Fury down. Hey, that is no. Nick, yes, it's Nick Fury. His name? What's the actor's name? Samuel Jackson. Put Nick I Fury want, down. I'm trying to get him to curse. She's me. got Nick Fury, and she's like messing around. Oh, God, she put she put the wampa on top of a um, dewback. <laughs> Sacrilege. I know. <laughs> They're not even on the same world. I know. I, don't know, I thought they made a good couple. She needs to have more respect for, for the geekness. I sneezed and tried to scream at the same time. You know, yeah, I just farted, I just farted while she was sneezing, so like she had to take in the air just now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you all right? Yeah, I'm good. Did you throw up while you sneezed? <laughs> you want you want to know uh, the grossest thing that ever happened in band class once? This is a, a nasty. I uh, I went. Like one year when we went to Florida, I forgot to put on sunscreen on the oh, top of my oh head. God. Yeah, you can tell by her reaction. I forgot to put on sunscreen on the top of my head, which, you know, I cut my hair really short. So when we got back, my skin on the top of my head was peeling like you would not believe. And to gross the kids out, I would like run my hand across my head and just like like flakes of skin would just like go everywhere. It's like so snowing. there was this one giant flake that had landed the most on my snow podium. Kids in Charleston I've ever seen. Yeah, there's this one giant flake sitting on my podium and Shani if she's listening right now she told me she listened to the last podcast so Shani if you're listening she had a flute solo you know she was she breathed in to play a solo and this (laughs) giant flake goes into her mouth and she inhales this giant flake of peeled skin and it was just like the grossest Uh... thing I've ever seen but it was so awesome (sighs) (laughs) that is awesome the grossest thing I've ever heard or witnessed in my whole life. You should have picked a piece up and eaten it like a blue star. Yeah, just <laughs> pick that up. I'll tell the blue star story. Alright, so you guys have anything to say before we go? Thank oh, you no. for your questions. Send more questions yeah. to the email. What's the email, Nick? 
questions at ramblingbeachcat.com. Wait, it's like in my brain. <sighs> Surprised to found a small target. That's the most satisfying finish to a podcast ever. Get that voice in there. That was that was weirdly awkward. So, was... but anyway, um, and we'll uh, be back soon. I think because Kate's going to come on Thursday, and we're going to talk a little Star Trek versus Star Wars. We should, we need to talk about some Kentucky recruiting action that's going on. For some we, reason, Kentucky football is just skyrocketing out of control here. Well, you know what we can do sometimes, Seth? We can just give a warning saying we're doing an all-football podcast. Just me and you can get on and rap about football. And fake Lou. Oh, yeah, I could interview fake Lou. Outstanding defense. I don't, think she's, has, has she, I don't think she's ever heard fake Lou. Well, yeah, she knows. They, he coached South Carolina. She must yeah, but she hasn't heard fake blue talk ever oh really no here's what you need to do to succeed underneath your bridge process you need the outstanding offense defense special teams and you need to work hard you need to stay in school if you don't stay in school you're not going to do well in life and that's the only thing that can do well in life is you need to find a good husband Who's probably about you know half as young as I am, you know, maybe 120 years old. Who's richer than God, has more money than Jesus, and he's gonna take you to Notre Dame. <laughs> I wrote my favorite Lou oh Holtz moment God. of all time because Seth calls into Kentucky. You'll have to edit this, I guess. People know Seth calls into Kentucky Sports Radio as fake Lou Holtz and like does like you, you know answer? back and forth. Yeah, they had like. My favorite one was he was talking about the things Kentucky football needed to do to succeed. And he had like a piece of paper. He's like, I have a list. I have a list. And, and the, the host is like, no, we got to go to commercial. The host is like, let him read the list. Let him read it. Give me so the he goes, list. All right. Um, Metamucil. Flaxseed oil. Uh, fruit. He goes, oh, I'm sorry. He goes, this is my wife's grocery list. <laughs> that was the best thing I've yeah, it was the four Fs. He's like, yeah. you, you need fluids, you need fiber, flexi... Oh, I'm sorry, that's my wife's shopping list for Kroger <laughs> next week. <laughs> Another time when you were in the middle of talking to them, you're like, oh, excuse me for one moment. Hello, sir, welcome to Walmart! <laughs> yeah, I did, yes. <laughs> So I it up to where I was wearing my blue jacket, my little blue vest was a Walmart greeter. There was the other time, it was like two weeks after the BCS game, and you were like still there. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first one. That was my first call ever. Well, my, I guess my second actual call as fake Lou Holtz, talking about the BCS National Number One Championship game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's good times. Fake yeah. Lou. Yeah, we'll need to do that. will be our enticing for people. Yeah. So we can, hey, what about Kyle Wilcher? Transferring? Yeah. I mean, I know everyone was saying that before, but he said, no, it's not going to happen. And then... okay. I think it was that Canadian team that he went and played with. All those former, all those Gonzaga guys? Yeah. that's yeah. Right. I think he he made that decision probably a little too yeah. quickly. But, you know, it's true. Next year he may not play, may not have played a whole lot. We can go for but it. the year after that, imagine a senior Kyle Wilcher. Yeah. Because the year after this coming year, we're not going to have... Uh, the, the best, like we're not going to be the prohibitive favorite, no, to win the championship like we will be this year. But we can talk more about that later. By the way, I think this podcast was kind of dry, but I think it actually will end up being pretty good if we put it together because we stayed pretty streamlined. Oh yeah, it'll be good. I was better about not laughing at my own jokes. Yeah, shut up. We had better topics uh, this this go around, and you know, while the Michaela story wasn't uh, exactly, you ruined the best part of it. Yeah, you really need to get your storytelling skills up to. I know. Now that we don't have to have band, I don't have to tell them every day. So that's true. Yeah, I just watch Arrested Development until four o'clock in the morning. That's all I do. There are worse things you could do, I guess. You'd be working in Nevada. Yeah. Mother. <laughs> that was really See, good. If I could be a parent, <laughs> if I could be the parent in one of those places, just screaming, just. <laughs> Exclamations! <laughs> like, you're like, you have to pay extra for that. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. Okay. What? I just said okay. Oh.
Yeah. Okay. okay. I like okay. Like you were ready to make a sandwich, or you? No. Okay. All right. Good podcasting. And, uh, and Seth was already in a frustrated mood because anytime we interrupted him, he just got quiet. That means you know. I know. I know. That we, means he knows Seth's ready we to kill someone. We were being so interrupty. Yeah. Sorry, Stor- Seth. Yeah, storius interruptus. That's uh, that's okay. I've come to terms with it. That's that's our nature. Okay. Bill O'Reilly does that a lot in interviews. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me, folks, why you are wrong. And I'm still going to interrupt you at 30 seconds in to tell you why you are wrong. He's a terrible interviewer. I hate him. He's, he's a little bit better than Sean Hannity. He's a lot better than Sean Hannity. And believe me, I've, I've, I've watched a you lot of watch. Sean Hannity in the past few weeks. Don't believe you me. It's either that or Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> you are really living with old people right now. All right. Well, Francesca is saying that her mom says they have to get under the bridge before the good trash dump happens. So. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll see you later on, Sethi. All right. See you guys. Bye.